Hello, long time no talk. So we got our first bonus episode today. It is with Ronnie. If you listened to the last episode, looking at life as a constant peak, then you will recognize Ronnie. She played at University of Miami, played soccer there, and I connected with her when I was back in college through my college best friend. Um, so really feeling fortunate. After we talked, we we just kept talking about our relationship with food after soccer and our relationship with athletics or exercise, I guess, after soccer um, and how we dealt with it. I want to be clear, we're in by no means, by no way, shape or form, qualified professionals who are like fully educated on this. We are just sharing our experiences with how we dealt with our changing bodies and our changing food patterns and eating patterns and exercise patterns um, after college soccer. And I think it's something that, I don't know, I've struggled with my whole life, but I really struggled with following soccer because I didn't live as intense of an active lifestyle. Not to say I'm I'm not so active, but um, it definitely changed quite a bit and my purpose changed as far as what I was training for, how I was training, who I was training with. And it definitely, you know, it was hard to adjust to. And some people make the adjustment pretty easily. And, you know, some people don't. And everyone falls in between. So I think it's an important topic to talk about. And it's important that people know that they're not alone in this feeling. Because it's something that I think people struggle with, whether they were in athletics or not but specifically going from a really highly competitive environment to to nothing at all is, it's it's tough. And and it's something that takes practice and it takes a lot of learning and some big adjustments to, to fix. So please enjoy today's episode. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please feel free to reach out. I know this might be a tough subject for some people, so just want to give that fair warning before we start. We are talking about body image and eating habits and exercise habits. I hope everyone enjoys and can find a little piece to relate to, whether that's from Ronnie or from one of my experiences. Also, this is super random and completely off topic, but I was almost late to this call when Ronnie and I talked because I hit my head. So I completely forgot about this part of the episode um, or this part of the call, I guess, and I decided to keep it in because I was cracking up listening to it and figured maybe some other people might laugh. So hope this is a good start to a topic that is sometimes really hard to work through. And I think everyone has their own journey with it, but just want to speak about mine and Ronnie wanted to share it with hers. So excited for this and hope you all enjoy. Episode, well, second 
part with part. Ronnie. Second, <laughs> what is it even called? Second part two. Oh, my head. <laughs> so I already told Ronnie this, but I was just on FaceTime with one of my friends before I was about to chat with Ronnie. And I tried to close the door because my roommate's on a call too. And I a pull-up bar fell on my head. So I was just bleeding <laughs> profusely from my head. So I feel like I'm maybe not all there right now. No, I, I'm great, but it was it was very interesting. I had blood dripping down my face and my roommate cleaned me up. You, I feel good now. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so we're back. Second episode with Ronnie here. Uh, and we we after we talked last week, we really thought about our relationship with food and we both had a similar relationship in the sense of food was different and meant different things to us after soccer and it was an adjustment to fitness an adjustment to almost a lifestyle in regards to our health and all that so we wanted to talk about that because I think that's important hopefully something that a lot of people will be able to relate to exactly diet culture in the U.S. is hard to navigate I mean there's just so many diets and fads. And I've realized that I need something that for me is sustainable and I can maintain and not every day is going to be my healthiest day, quote unquote. And I'm going to have times where I go out to dinner and I have drinks and I get really good food with my friends and I get all these great life experiences, but I always limited myself because I was nervous to put certain things in my body. Or if I didn't work out one day, then my whole day was ruined and it it really took away from I guess my value of my life and the way I talked to myself had a lot to do with it was that when you were still playing like in school or more so after I would say both but in different ways I was a goalkeeper so I did not run as much as my teammates and so food for me I always told myself like I had to earn it which is a really unhealthy habit because your body needs food and you don't need to earn that food and you need to eat like you need to fuel your body. And whether that's for a division one game or for hanging out and watching movies all day, like you still need to fuel your body and you shouldn't have to earn it. There's a definitely a base level of calories that your body needs just to function and get through just living. Yeah. <laughs> so like uh, to think of, everything that you put in your body like I have to earn this definitely not sustainable like you said if you're if that's what you're trying to achieve like a sustainable lifestyle diet that's not those two don't really mesh no and I realized too I felt my best when I was fueling myself properly the timing of my food was good I wasn't overindulging or overeating because I had restricted myself and I was also eating when I felt hungry but not trying to put a lot of processed foods in. So it was like this weird, I'm eating more than I used to. And I, I weigh more than I used to, but I felt better than I used to. And so it was trying to wrap my head around that and figure out, okay, how consistent can I be? I realized the more consistent I was, the better I still felt like even mentally too. my headspace. It was like, okay, I don't look the same, but I, I feel much better. I guess diet culture in the U.S. or just anywhere is hard to navigate for anybody, but it's especially hard for people who go from training as hard as we did for so long, for such a long time in our lives, burning so many calories just by going to practice and going to training and do what we were, doing what we were used to, to all of a sudden not having that. 
to balance it out and you're used to consuming a certain amount of food every day, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden you're not as hungry because you're exactly. not working as much. And it's like, okay, well, what's, what's normal? What does my body actually need? Yeah. If it's like off, cause it's different. If I'm not hungry, like, should I eat this? Like, you still like food. Like I love, yeah, food. Like, <laughs> I love snacking. I love snacks. Like Rio and I <clears throat> would in college, especially like I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would hear her like rustling for the Cheez-Its. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> Like we both would have like our table snacks that we would, and, and it's like, I don't change like just because I still love it. I love snacking, even though my lifestyle maybe isn't as, as active or rigorous. Um, so yeah, that is, that is hard when you're used to like that pattern of you're always hungry. So I know like I'm always just going to be eating and now I'm not always hungry and, um, I'm still in like the habit of wanting to snack, which is okay, you know. Yeah, I remember no, I... you were when we visited. I think you were pescatarian at one point. You were vegan as well, right? You tried, or you yeah. like you were vegan for a bit. Well, yes and no. I'm still pescatarian. I actually, so it's kind of funny. When I was at school, I ended up taking a nutrition class. I thought it was so interesting learning about all the effects of processed foods on your body and then all of the amazing things that plant-based foods can do for you. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's more work to do, but it's totally possible to have really great performance. I just didn't really know how. And I mean, we, I don't even know if at the time we had a nutritionist on staff at, my, at Miami for athletics, but we did later on. So okay. I don't know if we did at the time. I wasn't That's really how we were as well. pursuing like changing anything in my diet. I was just like, okay, maybe I'll cut out more sugar and process stuff and maybe focus a little bit more on being more balanced. And then, I mean, that was great. I took two nutrition classes, loved it. thought every athlete ever should probably take a nutrition class. And then my senior year, I decided, you know, I've been wanting to try being a vegetarian for a while. I'm just going to do it. But I didn't want to totally cut out everything because I didn't know how it was going to affect my performance Mm -hmm. at the time I was I was optimizing for performance that was like everything in my life revolved around that so that was when I did I switched to pescatarian I was like okay I can still eat fish I'll go from there and just see how it goes like it's a you know we'll see how it goes so I did that for I guess this is like March of 2017 and then I was like okay I'll do this I'll do pescatarian until my last season is over and then no matter what I end up doing after that, like I can, I can either continue that if it's working or change and just reevaluate and figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I was pescatarian through my last season. Another reason, another reason, yeah. Another reason for that was because if I went full vegetarian, the places that we ate as a team, There's like, nothing. I wouldn't have been able to eat anything. Like I needed at least fish. So yeah. did that. And then as soon as the season ended, I was, I don't even remember consciously deciding I'm going to go full vegetarian. It just, I kind of stopped eating fish. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll do this. Uh, ended up being a vegetarian for a year and then decided to, and then decided to go back to pescatarian. There are some really amazing, really fresh places to buy. I was going to say, you live in such a good place for fish. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a spot called the Captain Clay's in Delray Beach where I'm living where this captain Clay and his sons they go out on their boat and they find they they catch fish and literally bring it in fillet it like you can see them and you you, you don't get fresher than that caught the day of or the day before it tastes amazing super fresh 
and it's a local store. So love that. And I've, that's, I guess now I've been pescatarian for four years, but with a vegetarian one year stint in the middle there. Nice. And then I did actually try to go vegan and that lasted 11 days, <laughs> but it didn't work out for me. My, my vegan stint didn't last long either. Yeah. But I, it's it was kind of hard interesting. to like, I never felt better, honestly. Uh, when I was feeling myself properly, it came to a point where like I was eating enough and I was, I was just like all vegetables mostly. Like I had some, um, a lot of beans and veggies, but there was a couple, like a week or two where I just wasn't eating enough. I didn't, I had no energy. And so I think it's nice if you do it correctly and you supply your body with the nutrients it needs, but any diet can be unhealthy. Oh yeah. There, you can be the most unhealthy vegan ever. Um, yeah, cause you can eat fries. You can eat French, French fries. You so just good. eat French fries all day and processed foods and tortilla chips. That was my thing. Probably worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've reached a place now where I kind of view it as less of a, I don't really care what the labels are. And yes, technically I still am a pescatarian cause I'll eat fish. Uh, but I don't really eat meat and it's mostly now because I'm so used to not eating it that it kind of grosses me out a little bit, which is mm-hmm. weird because that's that was not the reason I stopped eating it. Um, it's just after not eating it for so long, it just doesn't really seem appetizing to me. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not eating that. That's great. But I'm more focused on just eating a balanced diet and focusing on how I feel after I eat certain things. Like, do I feel bloated after I eat this? Do I feel energized or do I feel like sluggish and Mm -hmm. trying to cut out as much sugar as I can processed foods and just focusing on like clean whole ingredients and things. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't really care what the label is. I just feel like a balanced diet where you're like aware of the ingredients and what you're putting into your body is probably the healthiest way to do it. And I don't think plant base means like vegan or vegetarian Mm -hmm. your diet is based around plants yeah I didn't eat meat for a bit either I guess I was more so pescatarian but I had to be more intentional with what I was putting in my body which I think is what helps me the most is I physically need to set aside time to prepare my meals and prepare either a plan for my meals or go grocery shopping rather than I'm so busy or I'm so just like all over the place that I just grab whatever I see. And I find that's when I feel the most out of control, but also I don't feel well, like I don't feel energized. And I, I'm always kind of hungry because I'm not eating. I'm just like grabbing stuff and going rather than really truly focusing on what I'm putting in my body. I think a good trick, at least for me, is I know I I can have more self-control at the grocery store than I can when I'm at home. So I try to be intentional when I'm buying things Mm -hmm. so that I I feel less bad when I'm at home. It's like, I know everything that I have here is pretty good. Like I have some awesome ice cream sandwiches Mm -hmm. and some things that that I can have every once in a while, right? Because there's no, there's no problem with that. But generally everything that I buy is in that category of like, this is good for me. This is fuel. This is clean. And so I I don't have to think about it as much and have as much self-control at home if I know I'm putting in that work. Yeah. At the grocery store. <laughs> like Totally. Yeah. So that's been good. I've been really trying to buy like fresh food and less, um, less pantry stuff. Like I have a lot, some like Indian, um, like you just heat them up if I ever, I don't know, run out of groceries. Like tonight I'm out of groceries. So I'm like, oh, I'll just make my, I have like rice and sweet potatoes and like this Indian, I don't even know. Like curry. 
curry kind of um and I love curry but I've been trying to buy things that are more fresh so that way a I'm intentional about going back to the grocery store and really buying things that aren't processed but b I have to cook it and I have to use it I used to buy like a lot of frozen pizzas or frozen things that were just easy rather than um just setting aside time and yeah it takes a little bit longer but it's I know where it's coming from and I like the taste of it that is a cool part of being not in school anymore like I know when we were traveling with the team there were there were a lot of questionable restaurants that we went to to eat at and Um, you'd be gone for like I don't know when before because you guys were on that Thursday Sunday schedule yeah well we so we were in the ACC and we played teams all up the east coast yeah we were in Florida so then we would try to I guess they would plan our trips so that we would have a game on a Thursday and then a game on a Sunday. We'd be so gone. So you could be gone all weekend. Time. Yeah. That's how we were, you know, we'd leave most of the time. We were Friday, Sunday, and then we switched our, the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association, switched to Thursday, Sunday. And then there was times where we'd literally leave Wednesday, get home Monday morning. There's a huge group of us. So obviously it needs to be kind of affordable. And what's cheap is not the healthiest foods and so it is like a long time on the road and you don't really have that choice and there's snacks everywhere on the bus flavor blasted goldfish that was my weak link (laughs) and they're a gallon like there's so many and obviously like especially when I was a senior I'm like I'm taking that to my seat I dare someone to say something to me and so I just have them sitting riding shotgun with me these huge goldfish so I don't know. And like, you're around everyone. And I'm the type of person when I see someone eat, I'm going to start eating. It, it definitely wasn't a priority for our, our team, I guess. Um, and it, it was just so interesting because I feel like if it hasn't already gotten a lot better, it will continue to because there's such an increase in performance if you can optimize diet. So like, much better. Hopefully that will become more mainstream. It definitely is, but like for, for college sports and for, especially on the women's side where there's not as much attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like an NCAA, uh, you know, women's basketball bubble. Food that they had. Ridiculous. I know it's such yeah. an interesting tie because I'm like, okay, healthy food promotes good performance, good performance. I would say correlates with winning or consistency, not necessarily even winning, but consistency and quality performance and quality, like consistency, I would say promotes a better program. To me, I was always like, this is a no brainer. Like we should have healthier options or more funding when it comes to being able to receive those healthier options. And when we were at home, we had really great meals like we had pretty pretty good options but obviously like you're at home and if you don't want to eat the team meal you can eat something at home but yeah on the road I mean it was Zaxby's McDonald's um yeah I remember going to Wendy's the night before a game and at the time I was obviously this was my senior year so I was pescatarian uh Wendy's was out of potatoes which was like my go-to yeah um so I ended up having like fries and maybe like a salad yeah and then they had to you know, pick the chicken out. So it was like this tiny little salad and I'm pretty sure like half the team got Frosties. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, this is the night before a game. So anyways, it just, I think there's an educational piece there too. And it's going to become more prevalent over time already since I graduated. But um, yeah, I just, it was such a shift for me going from that to being able to now, okay, I can eat whatever I want to eat. I can cook whatever I want to cook. Yeah. Um, And I think 
especially around my the senior spring, I had an unhealthy obsession with trying to eat healthy. It was not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to be a pescatarian or a vegetarian and subscribe to this label. It wasn't that. I, I was, you know, on the My Fitness. My Fitness Pal. I was just about to ask, did you use that? Fuck. That so thing. Actually, it, it's super interesting. And when I did take my nutrition class, the first one that I took, we had a project for a week. We had to actually go in and input all of our meals so that we could analyze it from a science perspective. Like it was super interesting. Yeah. It was great. But then obviously I knew about the app. I knew, <laughs> which didn't end up being a good thing once I graduated. And I was like, oh, well, okay, well now I can get skinny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can control what I'm putting in my body. Cause I know I can, exactly what's I can work out and I can eat to look how I want as opposed yeah. to perform how I want, which I definitely took for granted. Like I remember being in college and after your freshman year, after the first spring season, where you start lifting, everybody gains weight because their muscles get so much bigger they haven't yeah. ever lifted like that before I went home and my dad like grabbed me by my trap I was like <laughs> all right dad <laughs> yeah no it just and it's funny too because I remember like being super jacked and having like older women and people giving me compliments on my legs like oh my gosh I wish my legs looked like that or I don't know at the time though in my head I was like why like this is yeah. totally not how my legs how I want them to look like I literally look like this because I want to perform well yeah. and I'm optimizing for performance like that's like it's not by choice yeah I was like this is not ideal in any way because I was on Instagram following non-athletes following people who definitely did not have the same body type as me people in the modeling industry people in fashion yeah, you- influencers who are just really skinny and obviously did not work out at that level. And it was just completely, it's crazy looking back now, but at the time I had this ideal image in my mind of what my body should look like, which is so opposite of how it should look if I want to be performing. The models and all that, they don't even look like that, you know, especially like on Instagram. I'm always like, wow, she she looks so great. Like how is her waist so small? And like her butt is huge. Oh, well she's posing at the most uncomfortable angle and guaranteed she does not look like that in person. And she has a thousand other photos that she could have chosen from, but this one, she feels that she looks the smallest in or the best in. There's so much that goes into all this. And like, I've learned that over time, but when you first get into college, like you don't know any of this stuff. And at the, mm-hmm. at the time too, that was kind of, you know, the beginnings of social media where we didn't, thank God we didn't grow up with it when we were young, even younger than I that. I cannot imagine growing up with social media. It was weird. And it's crazy now because I, I follow some really sexy, really like awesome women who are professional athletes, who are just amazing role models and are super jacked, but are also super sexy, look mm-hmm. so good. I'm like, these girls are so hot. Why was I not following them? Yeah in college while I was doing this why did I not appreciate how my body looked because I there's so, so much work that went into that but I took it for granted because that was just what I had done for the past 20 That's years what I, like, known. I was just like oh this is normal but it wasn't like there was so many hours of work and now seeing how my body has changed since I stopped training every single day to build up the amount of muscle that I had to be able to run as fast as I could and like for as long as you could yeah like and shoot was, a ball for as hard as you could it's freaking cool what the body can do But you don't realize it when you're in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, yeah, that took a lot of effort. That was actually really impressive. Why did I not enjoy the heck out of that while I could? Like the one thing that 
always helped me kind of get myself out of the mindset of, oh, my, my legs are so short and large. Like they're just so like, they've always been muscular, always been bigger and strong. Like I've, I feel like my, like I love lower body days in the gym. It's my favorite. Never had an issue with it, but I was always so critical of myself. And I finally, one day someone, I don't know who said it, but she was like, your legs have brought you all these friendships. You would not be here if it wasn't for your legs. And I realized like, holy shit, my best friends, my most favorite memories, like even this conversation wouldn't have been brought about if it wasn't for my legs and like all the things that they were able to provide me. And so when I started getting in the mindset of like, I feel really grateful for that and I can walk and I can still run and I can go hiking and I can, I mean, all these things that I can do that wouldn't have been possible. That has, I think, been the one thing that's flipped the way I think. Flipped the way yeah. of you are lucky that you're able to do all these things. That yeah. is one thing. I don't know. I still have my days where I, I'll look too much in the mirror and I'll walk by and I'll stop and find something to critique. And I think everyone does that. But getting more in the habit of telling myself something that's not a physical attribute of of myself but it's difficult and I I would be lying if I said I didn't think about it every day I uh I remember finishing playing and then being like all right cool I can work out how I want to I can eat how I want to and then because I was just like doing a bunch of cardio like fasted cardio in the mornings and mm-hmm. then like just not eating obviously as much as I did when I was working out but probably even just enough to be at my peak performance yeah like I was literally just like well you know trying to lose weight trying to lose some of this muscle yeah let's accelerate this process and like look That's how I, I want to look I and always I, try to accelerate it and I'm like I, there's no rushing through this you know you can't just like skip over and drop all this weight essentially and all this muscle it doesn't work like that. That's not how the human body is made to work. And it maybe, yeah, you might drop some weight, but it's not going to either stay off or something else is going to be compromised, whether it's mm-hmm. your heart or your kidneys or some other part You're of your not body, gonna have enough your energy. energy. Yeah. So I, I went through a little phase of that and then kind of, I, you know, I lost a bunch of weight. I was like, okay, I look really good, but like, I don't feel my best. What was the point of this? Because I don't, I felt so much better when I was training so much and eating more and felt strong and was like mm-hmm. achieving my goals and or working towards goals. Like that was more fulfilling to me. And it, at the time, if you'd asked me like, oh, did you achieve your goal? Like, did you lose enough weight? Like I would have been like, no, but I, honestly, I, I lost a ton of weight and I was like, still like, this is not fulfilling. Like for me, it was never was enough. Like there was just no, it was not intentional for me. Whenever I was when I was done with soccer, the f- week after, I'm like, hell yeah, I can go on a run. I can just work out to look how I want to look. But then I had no goal behind what I was doing. So then I found in the long term, it was almost harder when it was, I want to work out a l- to look a certain way rather than I want to work out because I want to move my body and because I want to feel good and because mm-hmm. I want to do the activities that I like doing. I, I look at myself in pictures on my on my phone. I'm sure you have this too. It'll come up with on the home screen, like, oh, four years ago. For some reason, it keeps pulling up pictures of my ex. It's like, 
pictures that I took with TK and I'm like, great. What's up dog? Like, why are you still popping up on my phone? But I'll look at myself and I'm like, why was I so critical of myself? I look great. I remember there's one photo that came up in it. I took like a thousand of these pictures because I didn't like the way that I, my legs looked in it. And when I look at it now, I'm like, what the heck? Like, why was I feeling that way? I feel so sad for the Jen that was three years ago that took that photo who was like struggling with, really struggling with what I looked like and comparing myself to the people around me or the people on Instagram. And now when I look, I'm like, I look fine. (laughs) It's hard with the comparisons. I feel like the only way to really get, get over that or not be as subject to that is to either not be on these platforms or to be intentionally following people who not necessarily look a certain way but are going after the same goals as you like if you're trying to be a professional athlete or a high level athlete follow those people who do have the same body types as you who are succeeding in so many other different ways and then look up to that as opposed to just somebody who's really skinny and looks good in whatever fashion stuff they're blogging about you know yeah and I feel like that also goes back to that identity and purpose of you are more than what you look like I have this quote, what you look like and like your physical attributes is just a speck of sand compared to everything else that's wonderful about you. And I think it's so true. You don't see the lives you touch by the way that you interact and you don't see how driven you are on the outside, but anyone who knows you sees all these things, you know, and then you just cut yourself down to one physical trait that you have. It's, it's so sad that we do that, you know? And other people recognize, like, when I think of someone, I don't think about what they look like or, like, I think about how they make me feel and are they intentional? Are they genuine? And that's how I judge people. And I think that's how almost everyone judges people. It's tough to tell yourself that, but you're more than what you look like. You're more than an athlete. You're more than a physical being. You know, you're emotional and complex. It is really cool to see Um, you know especially lately just so many more media outlets promoting women's women in sports like even sports illustrated their swimwear stuff and bringing in some of the u.s women's national team players to do bikini shoots on the beach yeah and looking so hot Like, like so great they're jacked this is not like a lot of the typical models that they used to have in their in their issues right like the awareness and the promotion of women who are athletes now and then together, who that just launched um, Alex Morgan, Sue Bird, and a couple other athletes just launched that. And then Chloe Kim. I think they've put out more content in the past. I don't even think it's been a month since they launched than I've seen in like the past five years when it comes to women's sports. It's And it just sends a message to people watching like or seeing these things, girls who are playing. You are never going to look like this fitness model or this fitness model. It's like this fitness model who models for a fitness brand is not an, she might not be an athlete. She's a model that's wearing fitness clothing. Like (laughs) this is what an athlete looks like. They have muscle. They, you have to have highlights of them kicking ass in games, like scoring. um... It's a realistic thing. It's a realistic picture. And it's something that, okay, not body goals, but like athlete goals, like freaking glamorizing the right things you know exactly and it's so important it has such an impact every once in a while I do some fitness modeling um I signed with an agency a few years ago and it's been cool every once in a while I get a cool job through it and the last one that I did was they were shooting photo and video content of me playing soccer and I just remember like looking over at the monitor and they're looking at 
the like live as the footage comes in and just somebody made a comment like oh my god your legs look so good like they're so athletic this is awesome and the whole point of the whole shoe was to promote women and girls in sports and that's just not something I've really heard on any set before right like it's usually so critical you're skinny or you it's usually critical critical feedback but it was just really nice to hear somebody in that industry being like this is what we're looking for that was encouraging and I guess too it's like it is a slow process and reshaping what the industry is and I mean even when you go back and look at the ideal ideal body image for women which sucks that's that's even a thing that you can go back and look that there should be an ideal body image but how it's changed throughout like even 10 years crazy so I mean it is a slow process as people start to advocate and speak out more I mean even big time athletes say like what the fuck I'm never gonna look like that why are we putting that out there and then why would you try and promote that as something that's believable because people will believe it. And so I'm hoping, and I think it will continue to change and hopefully then it'll start to reshape college athletics and the way that people go about telling themselves certain things or the people they follow. Yeah. As it's, and it's also a lot of genetics, which a lot of people yeah. don't think about or realize like some people are just born really skinny. Yeah. And they can eat a ton and they're just skinny and that's and it. And they're just, that's how they'll always be. And some people are really freaking athletic and muscly and they just pick up some weights and they put on muscle and they get extremely strong really quickly. Yeah. And that's fine. Both are fine. They're just different. Yeah. And you need to be comparing yourself to, you know, yourself, you know, making progress on where you were before versus now and where you want to go or Mm -hmm that realistically have the same body type as you or trying to do the same things as you. You might think there's one thing that everybody's looking for. That isn't how it works. That's not Mm -hmm. how life works. Like if you, if you're you and you're confident in who you are, like there are people out there who like, that's what they're looking for, especially in the modeling industry. And that's, it was somebody in that industry that I was talking to. And he had been told that he was, you know, not skinny enough, but he was super fit. He's a fitness model. And then he eventually over time after trying and getting told no a ton, like he booked a big job with a brand, but it was just because he fit what that brand was looking for. Yeah. It's not, everyone has, it's with anything, like even friends or relationships, everyone has different things that they want or need. It's just with companies as well. I, I mean, a lot of big time fashion companies have done a really great job of promoting all body shapes and sizes and colors and mm-hmm. just different Aerie? types of people. Aries. I can love Aries. That's a really great example of how they can have so many different women who look so different all come in and look so good. Mm-hmm. Like if you go into their stores and look at the content and like the posters that they have up, even on social media, they all look so good, but they're all so different. Yeah. So it's it's been a decision, I think, to promote and include people who look a certain way for so long. And hopefully that'll keep changing. But, you know, if you see other people who look like you that look really great, you'll probably feel more comfortable with where you're at. Honestly, don't even get me started on jeans because that was such a pain point for me in college. That's so annoying. Like we started squatting, we started deadlifting. I was like, okay, this is great. I'm faster. I'm playing so much better. Uh, and then I would go to try on jeans and like, it was actually impossible to find a pair that wasn't <laughs> super tight around my butt. Yeah. So big on my waist. I was like, I could fit. I can literally oh my- fit whole fist like, yeah. <laughs> from the waistband. I'm going to rip these if I like pull them up any higher. 
and but I like, would eventually find some sort of like stretchier denim jeans and it yeah. would be fine. I had to try on nine out of 10 pairs that didn't fit that just made me feel bad. And then you're like at the point where you're like, well, I don't even fucking want to try these on anymore because I'm pissed. And then I go to a different store and I'm five sizes bigger than I was in this store. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. two sizes smaller. Yeah. Well, especially when you're younger and you don't know that all the brands size all of their stuff differently. They're all made with different fabrics. Like the cut is different. It's all different. And it's yeah. not you. It's the jeans. It's the jeans. Like, it's not you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. It's the jeans. Uh. They're very inconsistent and whatever size you were at one store, you're not going to be that size at another store. I guarantee it. You will not be that size. Madewell. Madewell has been my, my jam for jeans lately. I had a friend that worked there, so I felt like I got some special treatment, but she was like, this jean will fit better for this body shape. She's like, you have short legs and you have a bigger butt. This is going to fit better. If you try these jeans on, you're going to have to go up a size. They were just very like open and honest before I even started trying on jeans with the experience of this fabric is going to fit different than this fabric. And I just wish that it was, that was more of a thing when just in the fashion industry. I'm not sure about you, but I feel like I'm in a good place now. And obviously I still have bad days and I'm still working on all this stuff, but I feel like I've reached a good place where I don't feel guilty if I have an ice cream sandwich or Mm -hmm. if I have some sweets, because I know that in general, I do a pretty good job of trying to stay healthy. If I, you know, quote unquote cheat or have something that I really want to have that might not be the best for me. It's fine because long term, you know, the next the next day, like I'm just back to eating whatever I want. Like it's not and it's not like oh I've failed now I'm gonna stuff my face. Yeah, and I haven't been restricting myself so that I feel like I have to do that. I try to balance most of the time, and then when I want to have some chocolate, cool, I'll have some chocolate, and that's exactly. Fine. Um, I just try to be healthy both with my diet and with my working out now especially not having to go to practice every day like if I am having a a bad day and I don't want to work out like I just I won't and that's fine I was just about to say that tomorrow my goal now is just get myself moving whether that means I'm going outside and walking around or if I don't have time to work out I'm not gonna force it and that doesn't mean like yeah I you have to make time in order to work out and make time in order to move your body. But if I literally am like, I'm tired and it would benefit me more to sleep a little bit than go do a run or go do a workout, then I'm going to do that. Whereas before, I think because I, especially leading up to preseason, I need to get this workout in because I am running 10, 15, 120s. And this is the one day I have to do it because I already have workouts planned for the other days. I feel like I'm in a lot healthier place too. I'm more consistent with my habits. Yeah. I just try to, I try to be more aware of how my body is feeling, like mm-hmm. how it's feeling after I eat certain things or how it's feeling after I work out or how much recovery do I need? Or did I get enough sleep? Am I working? I like how much am I working? I have and my, do I have time for stuff. Like it's been telling me, I'm like, oh, I feel tired. Let me see how much I slept. It's like, oh yeah, you slept five hours. You're tired. I'm like, okay, I feel better. And it's like definitely helped me to realize how I'm feeling and maybe why I'm feeling that way. Yeah. It's a, it's a good balance. I know that when I work out, I feel better, 
So I'm not trying to make excuses and be like, oh, I'm not feeling great today. So I'm just not going to work out. Right. It's, it's a balance of, I work out to feel good because it's good for me, but I also will take days off or will take rest when I need to, because I don't have to. And now when I work out, it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour and a half to two hour long practice and a lift mm-hmm. and all these things. And I don't have to push myself 120% every single time I can go out and do a 20 minute jog, or I can go kick the ball around or play in my co-ed league. And that's fine. I don't have to to go 110, 120% all the time, which was a roadblock for me for a while. It was like, oh, if I'm going to work out, I got to go work out like I used to. It doesn't. Well, yeah, I didn't know how else to not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, If I don't feel like I'm going to pass out by the end of this workout, then it's not a good workout. And like, that's so unhealthy. (laughs) And I, oh my gosh. I also think obviously COVID has made it difficult sometimes to keep I mean, for me, especially in the winter, I mean, it doesn't get that cold there, but when it was snowing and there's a foot of snow on the ground and I can only work out in my bedroom or like in the family room, it made me realize how fortunate I am to be able to move my body, but also that I feel good after 20 minutes of doing maybe like a circuit. I'm not dripping sweat. I feel good. And it's not the hardest workout I've done. It was something that like get my mind off whatever else is going on. And it doesn't necessarily need to shape what my, the rest of my day looks like. It was like, if I didn't get this crazy workout, then I wasn't going to have a good day. Definitely. That was the one thing I struggled with was like redefining what my workout looked like for me now in my lifestyle. Yeah. I guess Uh, both, both diet and exercise is, is definitely different for everybody and trying to find something that is sustainable that will work for you for a long period of time is kind of the best case scenario because then you don't have to feel like you have to work out so that you can afford to eat a snack or you don't have to be making all these calculations and having unhealthy obsessions with either of them. Like you can just do what works best for your body based off of how you feel, what you need in the moment, and then working out to feel good, not necessarily to perform. That's a struggle because it's like, well, I'm I'm not as fit as I used to be, or, you know, I have to be doing a fitness test when I go to work out. Oh my gosh. No, I, I can I can do something to make myself feel good or to go out and play with some people that I like hanging out with or just to get my mind off of stuff. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily so that I can pass a fitness test or win a national championship or something. I would always compare myself. Even now, like I'm like, I live with all guys and they can eat pretty much whatever they want. And I, when I first was living with them, I would compare like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you you guys can eat whatever you want, but I can't do that. Like, this is so annoying. And I realized I'm so used to comparing myself to other people, myself to other people. How did my performance tie up to the other goalkeeper on my team? Or how did my fitness test compare to my last fitness test? And how did it compare to all my other teammates? That it was like that habit of comparing my eating habits or my exercise habits to those around me. And right now I don't need to do that because I'm not competing against someone at all anymore. You know, I'm, I want to be my best self. So I'm competing against my version of me yesterday to say that's so cliche, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, as athletes, like we're conditioned to be as good as we can be. And our comparison is those around us to play. I would go to practice every day and I'm like, I'm going to be my best I can be. But at the end of the day, how I play compared to how the other goalkeeper plays, whoever did did better is going in pretty much. I think that's what I still struggle with for sure. Um, Like, did I work out enough? Did I eat better, worse than this person? It's like, it doesn't matter. Comparison. It's a dangerous game. It does help to find really cool 
awesome healthy recipes though like to find something that you enjoy eating helps so much because you know if you're not eating as much as you used to it's like oh dang like I miss food like I love food but if you can make some really healthy really delicious meals then it it almost feels like oh, I'm not missing out and just like the creativity of making stuff that I enjoy making and I'm like oh wow this is actually pretty damn good and I don't, I don't even know where I could buy this stuff. It's fun. It was yeah. really fun. Like curries, that is surprisingly, like you just buy curry powder or like yeah. curry sauce and like- Just like good. dump it in. And it's so And good. throw whatever else in the pot. Yeah. It's whatever so good. You have, just throw it in. Yeah. Do that all the time. It's a transition and a shift that no one really talks about either. If you're going to be probably less active and you're probably going to- eat less in the sense of like you're not going to need as much food because you're not as active however it might be hard because you're not used to that pattern and you're not used to not being active I mean you really do have to relearn how to fuel yourself how to talk to yourself how to work out it's so different it's awesome and it's a really great learning experience but yeah you have to be definitely aware of of yourself and your body and how things are affecting it you're no you're no longer on that autopilot where you know, midfielders run constantly, right? They can definitely eat a ton. And then as soon as you're not doing that anymore, you're, it's not just a, oh, I can eat whatever I want. I don't have to think about it. It's, yeah, you have to put some thought into this and figure out what works for you mm-hmm. and, and what food you really love and enjoy so that you can make that part of what you are eating. And it's a transition, but it's definitely worth it. It's worth putting all the effort into so that you feel good. I think the other thing that was hard for me was, I was lucky to stay in Charleston, but you move away from the people that know you the best. And as soon as maybe you start to restrict yourself or you start to overexercise, like the people that know you best aren't maybe not around to see it and, and help you through that. And so also knowing who you can reach out to if you aren't with them. And there important. are definitely a lot of people on the other spectrum too, that just, especially with how hard it is going through the transition of, of finishing playing and basically having to leave your sport and all that stuff is hard. So overeating too, like that can also mm-hmm. be a direction that you go in and, yeah. and that's also hard when you don't have your people there, you don't have your circle there. It's a big transition. It's like grief. Like literally I was so sad when I lost soccer. I, I felt like I'd literally lost a person. I don't even know how I would describe it. Grief in itself is a lot to deal with and on top of big changes and schools being done and trying to find a job and people asking you what you're doing. And I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I almost tried to channel all that energy of like, I can't control anything. Like I can control what I eat. So I'm just going to like restrict and count calories. And it's easy to focus in on that. It's easy, an easy thing to focus in on. Cause that is the one thing that at least I could control. I was like, I know I have control over if I'm moving my body and I have control over what's going into it. And so when everything else is changing, I can follow that and it can be healthy. And it also, it's a fine line. I would be interested to see how guys feel about it. Society and female bodies in society is a lot different than male bodies. So I'd be interested to see like their perspective. It is something that I know my friends and I deal with. I've never talked to like my guy friends about it. It's tough because there is so much objectification of women, but there also is of men. That would be really interesting to figure out objectification and like like not talked about at all you know I feel like guys don't 
yeah, for men, they don't, I've never had a conversation with them, which makes me kind of sad that I've never even like reached out to any of my guy friends and asked. It's not a conversation that's a norm, normal in society to have or common. I know it'd be interesting. Yeah. All these conversations are good. I bet you're going to have some great conversations with more people and I'm excited to hear and I appreciate you wanting to talk about this because it's it's so hard and it's like such a vulnerable thing it's such a vulnerable topic and it can be because it can be really difficult for people and so I appreciate you thank you yeah no I'm in it I feel like a good spot now where I have a little bit more perspective because it's been a few years that I can kind of look back at where I was and see that I've made definitely some progress and hopefully somebody will listen and and either be able to get something out of this or I don't know just feel seen in some way so that would that would be really cool but I'm also still always working on it and always looking at myself in the mirror and trying to be more positive and it's just a constant thing for everybody so I think that's just important for everyone to know. I remember growing up even outside of sports my friends would oh do I look like that like do I look like that person like always trying to compare themselves it's like not even in sports like this is just a common thing in life and I bet you hundred bucks that even the model that posted a hot ass photo on Instagram, who is maybe modeling for a high-end fashion brand still feels this way. And so it sucks that we all feel it, but we don't, we're just comparing ourselves to each other who still feel like each person still feels the same way. It's like a waste of energy that we all spend. Yeah. And honestly, confidence looks the best on anyone, Mm -hmm. right? Like it doesn't matter what you look like if you're confident. I don't know. You're hot. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like you come out with that confidence. The majority of people in the room will be like, wow, she looks great or he looks great. Exactly. Their attitude is freaking awesome. Like their energy. Yeah. That's what I love. I think the people with the biggest energy and you can just sense it. Like it's just radiating. You, you know what I mean? Like radiating off them. Mm-hmm. I think those are the people I want to be around. I don't know. I always try and get in the habit of the people that I gravitate towards. I'm like, I really not emulate them but I, I'm like I want to take a piece of information from you why are they the way they are why are they just so exuberant and how did they get there I always find it interesting but yeah oh thanks Ronnie cool thanks Jen